hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You're listening to Sound Audits, and you're possibly also watching Sound Audits at this point. How are we doing tonight, Tyler? I'm better now. I fucking hate you. I <laughs> Why is it that every time you say that, it irks me so bad? Um, all right. For those of you who um, don't know the situation at this point, haven't caught up on our... Uh, recent output um, the coronavirus has uh, s- separated us um, to the point where we can't meet in person so uh, we're doing this over zoom yay me and Tyler yay both of us um, this is such a fucky situation but the, uh, the, the the good news is that we have visual so we're uploading this to YouTube hell yeah um brother if you want to see yeah if you want to see both of us talking i don't know uh go give it a watch i guess but i mean this is attached to a very special interview with a very special man um today we are talking about uh the newest uncommon nasa release um and it's it's a four song ep 13 minutes long it's titled ornate um and um this is somebody that we were kind of introduced to back in when was the when was the the needle drop album release when was the the compilation that was like october of last, last year year or something. yeah, yeah 2019 something like um we were introduced to him through that compilation album that anthony fantano did um he was like the last song on the record other than uh <laughs> cal Chesta song um so, coming from that, I was excited to see the guy's um, previous output, I guess, his other albums. And I've listened to a bit of his other stuff. I've listened to some of Written at Night as well as New York Telephone, which were both um, releases, uh, respectively. Written at Night was released in 2017, New York Telephone was 2014. Uh, the guy's been at it for a while he's been on the grind um since like the early 90s behind the boards for different artists um he's based out of new york um and he's been working in the hip-hop scene for god knows how long at this point uh releasing solo material for the better part of uh the decade um at least last decade and um he's really bringing an interesting brand of uh conscious hip-hop along with um along with some i mean obviously east coast hip-hop um along with some um jazz rap heavily inspired by uh bands like or uh rap groups like wu-tang tribe called twist jay-z i can hear some of it in his stuff but he's more like spoken word is the thing um, it's a very interesting mix of genres and styles. Um, so, but Tyler, did you want to tell us how this came about? Basically with Ian and I being stuck in quarantine, um, we've been very good boys and have not left our houses in quite some time. Yep. We are doing our episodes now virtually and, it, with everyone being stuck inside, we figured that not only are we stuck inside, but so are the people that we will be reviewing. So 
would it hurt to reach out to some very important special people in the industry and see if they would be down to talk about their music with us and have us ask some questions basically a an interview so now we will be having some reviews with the artist tagging along to talk and we'll also have some reviews coming about that are you know not even necessarily reviews just us talking to a favorable band that we're really excited to talk about <laughs> having uncommon nasa on this with us is huge like it's so sick this is into we've, we've i feel like we've done something off the pad from here yeah this is this is like this is where i want to be interviewing artists about their art and about their and this is this is the situation that i want this, to be in. this is this is the beauty of having control over everything and doing a podcast and it being our show we are going to be talking to people that we like so yeah. we are we are not just going to be sucking on the teeth of people who are bigger than us. That is not the point here. <laughs> the point here is to talk to people that we are interested in, we are fans of, we love the music. It's not going to be reaching out to someone who's got 100,000 subscribers and, hey, can you talk to us for 30 seconds so that we can put your name on this? Like, no, we're going to do this right and we're going to do it well and it's going to be awesome. So get excited. I'm excited. Yeah. And it was super cool talking to the guy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what else do you want me to say? He did this in collaboration with the guy behind production. Um, it was not him. He has done his own production on other works, but he had somebody else handling this one. Um, Tiger. Yeah. Lyle Horowitz is his name. Um, this is definitely more in the um, jazz rap kind of vein of things definitely more lo-fi this this ep is i guess we can talk about that in a second um but i was very very excited getting into this i i, I had my expectations and hopes high so i, I mean that's that's about all there is to to it you want to get into the you want to get into talking about it and this is going to be uh, sorry this is going to be structured a little bit differently we're not going to have like a full like what we liked what we didn't like section there's probably i'm not i don't think i'm gonna give necessarily like a score i'm just gonna give you like if it was good or bad because it's four songs in 13 minutes like it's not a, it's not a full album i'm not gonna i'm not gonna review it like an album yeah we've made that mistake with talking about eps in the past where there's yeah. just not enough material to give it like a fair whatever you would call it yeah Either way, so, if you liked it or disliked it, yeah. it's like it's giving putting a numerical value to it. It's just a little, it's a little shitty. I think is what it is. So, are we ready to? Are we ready to talk about it? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, let's. So, 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 um, this was, <laughs> this was, this was good. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of a lot of this stuff. Um, and again, it's coming from more of a conscious lyrical angle as well as, uh, from the production side of things. It is very, very jazzy. It's very soulful at times. Um, a lot of the samples and a lot of the, uh, instrumental choices, definitely have a definitely have a soulful jazzy almost like maybe even like 90s 
'90s jazz hip hop, like abstract hip hop, something like that. It's it's nice. There's there's a lot of really really good production choices across this EP, and I can start naming examples, being, uh, namely the second track, "Werewolves Escape Battle and Talk," um, which is one of my personal favorites, um, and it's just an excellent mix of, I mean, starting with super jazzy super soulful instrumentation on this cut from from the man um lyle mr lyle and this is one of my (laughs) this is one of my personal favorites off of it maybe just because of how good the playing on um the roads is um the the the, um the electric piano it's super it's super fucking nice maybe that's why i like the track so much a lot of these tracks are fairly short in length mainly kind of sticking a little bit behind the three-minute mark, um, except for the I, the last track goes beyond the four-minute mark. <laughs> the playing on this track, the the, the finesse in the, the roads in, on the track is fantastic, um, as well as the uh, grime-caked drums uh, sound phenomenal backing this thing. I don't think the structure of this track is all of that, like stand out or worthy of note um it's mainly kind of just from uh from uncommon nasa kind of a stream of consciousness kind of thing and that's the thing a lot of his bars and lyrics um revolve around uh poetry um and in kind of like a social a social way um coming from a more social angle uh social issues i mean kind of just talking about whatever comes to mind for him. I don't know. I think it works well on this track um, with the way everything's backed um, with this instrumental. There's sort of like a hook at the end where he re- kind of, there's a p- repeated mantra um, where the song coasts out on. I don't know. It's interesting structurally. Again, nothing that's stood out particular t- particularly to me super fucking incredible instrumentation and his lyrics are extremely thoughtful uh i must i must admit i'm still deciphering them some of them myself there's a lot of this stuff hidden behind multiple different analogies and multiple different double entendres it's just all it's it's all hidden under buckets and buckets of meaning i i don't think i'm going to talk be able to talk very much from a lyrical angle from this stuff but the way that his way with words, the guy is definitely very well read, very well spoken, and knows what he's talking about. First of all, I think that this is the perfect balance between complexity and simplicity. I think that his lyrics, his lyrics, although what he's talking about means something to him, it can be interpreted to mean something different for us. Um, and I think that's like why we're not going to say what we believe that it means. Cause clearly it's going to be different for whoever's listening to it because his, his choice of words and just the way that he spells things out, it could mean several things from the way that he is saying it. Kind of depending on where you're looking at it from. I kind of like albums like that where, or even this isn't an album, just a project, but I kind of like things that are up in the air and it's a, it's a choose your own character. You, you know, you decide, you know? I really, I think that there's something great about that. I love the East Coast vibe of so much of this. There are so many times that I'm listening to this and I hear 
examples of like some of my favorite hip hop that I've listened to over the recent years. It's been pretty recent that I've been diving into well-known bands that I've just strayed from in the past. Like I've gotten more into Outkast recently and Wu-Tang and it's kind of, even if it's not necessarily intentional, it's really nice to hear things come back and it's, oh, I forgot about that. That's a great sound. And some of that's featured in here from the guitar that pops up. There's a lot of reverb heavy um, guitar. Yeah. Minimal jazzy beats and just the way that he flows his poetry into hip hop is ridiculous. And I don't think anyone does it as well as he does. Lyric wise, I would, I would say he's, he's uh, definitely paved his own way to say the least. And the way, um, and the way he's very underappreciated, the way he shape the way that he shapes this project is contemplating a somewhat uncertain future. And it's really, you know, a perfect time for that, those themes to come out in music, because that's kind of the world that everyone is living in right now, but it's just, there's so much packed into these lyrics and it's filled with philosophical questions about New York city and the country and him as a person and, you know, beliefs where they're standing. And there's, there's just so much packed into this. It's hard to digest in one listen. Like this is, I'm going to be going back and back for more and, going to be finding things each time i come back and that's like the beauty of listening to a project with as much thought put in as this yeah um there are also some i mean the that guitar that you were talking about shows up on the it pops up most prominently on the third track word song but there are also some off the wall instrumental choices uh going into this uh the fourth track is kind of nuts it kind of reminds me of something that Danny Brown would hop on um, in a weird way. Um, it's got these very, very eerie sounding bells in the background. And at one point there's this tribal beat that comes in and his delivery is very, very almost kind of menacing. Um, definitely very um, kind of in your face. Um, doesn't, doesn't hold anything back. Um, very blunt, very straightforward, uh, kind of comes off as a little aggressive, um, without meaning to be confrontational or anything like that. Just very passionate about what he's talking about. Very impassioned, I suppose. Um, and the way everything is layered on top of one another, along with all of the, the, the toms in the background, a lot of times going on. And, uh, it, it's just, it, it's, it melts together very, very well. That instrumental is something that I, I, it's one of those things I hear, I hear things every once in a while that kind of blow my mind, especially uh, considering that I like to think about things from the angle of how they do this or repeat this um, in software or something like that. And every once in a while, it's like, I don't know how the fuck somebody did this. I have no clue. There's, even dream of something this fucking cool um and this is one of those cases for me i mean the only other thing that like really sticks out to me is the placement of these tracks is all perfect each one uh melting into the next one absolutely perfect 
I wouldn't switch the order of any of these. Like this is the most cohesive piece of EPS I've had in a long time. It is very, very, it's very pleasing. And it's kind of, it's almost, uh, it's, it's satisfying the way it flows. Um, and just for how short it is, being how entertaining it is, it's very, uh, it is very satisfying. It's a very satisfying listen. Um, and I mean, this is definitely something that I can say without a doubt that I will be coming back to um, multiple times in the course of the year. Um, I'm just excited for the guy's next output. I'm excited to go back and listen to his other stuff. Can can we roll the can we roll the interview? Yeah. All right. Well, let's do that, and then we'll wrap things up. Today we are here with a very special guest, um, Mr. Uncommon NASA here on the sticks. Super great to have you here today, man. Um, this is definitely a different thing for us. Uh, something new. Super excited to have you though on the show. Word up! Word up! Thanks for having me. Ian, it sounds like you're coming from Mars, but th- that's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe put more, put a little more space between your words so we can make it out. Um, <laughs> my my first question was probably one that you've gotten before, but collaboration is a, a big thing right now, and it's always been, but right now it's a big thing because a lot of artists coming up find their way piggybacking on on others that they've you know grown up listening to and i was wondering if there's any if there's anyone that you have listened to for you know extensively over the past that you're dying to collaborate with or if there was if there was one person that like really stands out like that's the one that you would pick to uh work on a project with uh i think um look when i used to get asked that question i used to always say mike lab and uh, I got to work with Mike Ladd on uh, on Written at Night. Um, you know, for those who don't know, like um, when I was engineering in the late '90s and the early 2000s, I worked on a couple of Mike Ladd records. Um, I worked slightly uh, on um, Welcome to the After Future, and I worked fully on Infesticons, and um, they were really impressionable sessions for me. And uh, I was really pumped to, to that he was down to, to get on written at night. So after that, I don't know, you know, I mean, you always have like some ideas and like, you know, a lot of my work through Man Bites Dog, um, you know, is collaborative based, um, you know, and so some of those collaborations are, are my ideas and some of those ideas are brought to me and then I'm like, oh shit, that sounds like a great idea, you know. Um, it's never a bad thing to have somebody suggest a, a dope cameo to you that can make it happen. So shout out to man by dog on that. And, um, you know, but I, I think, uh, I mean, shoot, you know, I'd love to work with Delta funky homo sapien. Who, who wouldn't? That would be sad. You know? Like, yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, working with pep love was, was a thrill, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm a huge hero fan. So any of those guys really. Yeah. That's, that's awesome that you've already had those. Yeah, if I can expound upon that a little bit. You can can you hear me all right? Yeah, you're better. Okay. Um collaboration seems to be just a huge part 
of who you are as an artist, looking back through your back catalog and um, what you said about your work in the 90s and 2000s, collaborations that pop out to me were Open Mike Eagle and Billy Woods, two of the biggest underground rappers right now. Um, I was just wondering, um, has collaboration really, would you say, formed you as an artist and sort of uh, given you a, a new perspective on what the creative process is for you? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, in particular, like, I mean, those guys are guys that I've known. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I knew Woods since Chow's came out. You know, so you're talking about... Uh, right. probably known Billy Woods for... Uh, shoot, what year is it? It's 2020. Um, so that was probably... I, I mean, I've known him for about 15 years. And I've known Mike or new Mike for quite some time too. So, um, you know, I think, um, I think collaboration is dope when you're trying to sort of bring like-minded people together. Um, like ornate doesn't really have any cameos on it. Um, and, and my next project, which is going to be called only child doesn't have any cameos on it either. It's kind of balance, you know, like when you do some stuff that's collaborative, you kind of want to balance it with stuff that's not, um, so that way your voice isn't getting lost. I think if anything, collaborative work, the main thing that you want to get out of it is making sure that you're presenting the person you're working with with a clear direction and concept and theme so that they can bring their best to what you're doing, but it not just be like a random, you know, collaboration with random verses. I think that's, you know, something I've strived for and, and why maybe some of the collaborative stuff stands out is like as a producer, whether I made the beat or not, like I try to bring that to the collaboration and, you know, I do that because that's what I want when somebody comes to me for me to be on their project. The worst thing is when somebody will hit me up and, and, you know, whether it's somebody I know or not, um, you know, they want you to do something or get on something, but they don't have any idea what they want you to do. And, that's just, you know, this is not going to lead to good work. So, Do you try to avoid confrontation and try to stick to having a discussion as a conscious musical choice? Uh, you mean like working with somebody who you just can't get, you know, like uh, I haven't really worked. Yeah, it's not I haven't, yeah, like I haven't really worked with anyone that I've had to pull aside and say, hey, this isn't what the song's about. Um, I've, I've, you know, I usually try to avoid situations like that. Um, I really, up until the last couple records, everyone that I've worked with in the past, you know, up until a couple of the cameos that are on Ridden Night and a couple of the cameos that are on City of School, um, all those people I knew, you know, and some of those people, you know, maybe their stature grew you know, over time or, or whatever, but like I, you know, we all came up together, you know what I mean? So, um, right. There was never like, sort of like, a. I think we, the people that I work with for the most part, like we talk enough and know each other well enough to know, you know, what we're doing musically. And, and, you know, um, I'm sure there's people that I've known that I just, I haven't ever collaborated with because, it's not like a conscious thing, but in the back of your mind, you know, like, oh, this, this wouldn't work or, you know, under the circumstance. So I, I haven't really, I feel like I've kept myself out of those situations. 
I was curious, that kind of thing has to happen sometimes. You know, you get two guys in the studio and you just start butting heads because nobody can agree on anything. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been in that situation myself, but I've been in the studio for situations like that, I'm sure, you know, between all the work that I've done over the years. I think, um, I think I'm pretty easy to get along with. I hope so. Um, I think, like I said, I at so, the outset so of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the outset, like what I was saying is like, you know, giving people information is is the key to it. You know, if you put two people in a room and neither one of them really knows what the other one wants, you're going to have a lot of that butting head. Um, that's when you're going to have those issues is when people don't have um, a direction or a goal or information from each other or haven't spoken. You know, if you just toss two people in a room and say, make something dope, there's a lot of pressure that comes from that, you know, because everyone, nobody wants to fail. Right. But I, I, and I, I've tried my very best to never put anyone in that situation. Like where, you know, if I ask somebody to do something or contact or, or you know, whatever, it's a, it's a situation where I'm presenting the beat nine times out of 10, I'm presenting my verse on the beat and talking about what this is about, um, whether it's in the studio or, or just over email or whatever. Um, you know, I think where you get the most frustration, like I said, is just when people are, are tossed into a situation and just they're expected to chef up some shit as if it's easy. And um, it's not easy. And when, when people treat it like it is, that's where you could have creative problems. Gotcha. I have a question for you. A lot of artists have different ways to uh, put their creativity into forms. And Ian and I did a segment on Tom York from Radiohead. And he had a project that came out last year called Anima, in which there was a short film Netflix uh, special that he recorded. Um, and it was really cool to see how his music and everything tied into the movie. And the one thing that I thought was super interesting was when I saw your collection of short stories and poems called withering and i was you know i just never saw that coming and i was wondering is that a, another creative outlet for you that we will see more of coming coming forward or is is that just something you had to get off your chest that was a brief brief moment and is now gone no I, it's certainly something that i want to to pursue more and that you'll see more of um ron press is the publisher that put that out um, and he, that, that he, him as a publisher, what he's doing is he's trying to get rappers, um, to release their lyrics in written form, in chapbook form, um, so that it reads like poetry. So the, the angle that he put on it, like he did one with, with Sack as well, uh, from the West coast. And like on his, like he's also a visual artist. So he's got some drawings and some of the lyrics. Mine, you know, you've got some, some lyrics. Um, you've got some poetry that's not released. You've got two short stories. And so like the, the visual art is replaced with me, you know, by the, by the short storytelling. And um, I really enjoy writing fiction. Um, it is a good different outlet for me. Um, you know, I've, I've been busy with music uh, probably since about November or December, I've started to heat up again in terms of like being proactive and, and 
being a little more prolific. So I, I've got like, now I'm sort of in a stage where I've got about five or six stories that are sort of 50 to 75% done that need to go back and get re-edited and re rewritten. Um, so those will, those will eventually grow out from underneath the, the surface and hopefully within a year or so, and I'll have like some more stories to present in what form I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm always down to, to talk to more people if, if, if people want to publish more of that kind of work. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely interested. And, um, you know, or if not, then, then I'll find some other way to kind of include it with something. But I like that because it works a different part of my creativity. You know, when I was really young, I, I grew up, that was my first sort of artistic experience was doing, you know, writing and, and doing that sort of creative writing thing. And um, as I got older and, you know, teenager, young 20s, I got deeply into music. Um, but I've sort of come full circle now all these years later and, and uh, I really do enjoy writing because it's a very different experience. I mean, my my writing style with lyrics is is a bit, you know, erratic or storytelling kind of style to begin with. I, I really try really hard to have all of my songs have a specific theme or, or a specific purpose, which is the way that you would write a story. So it does go back and forth and flow naturally to me, but Obviously, I've had, you know, X amount of years working on music and I, I haven't, you know, sharpened the, the writing tool as much as I would like. You know, I would love to do it more and, and I hope to and I, you know, hopefully my, my raw talent will grow over time. That's great. We, Ian and I will definitely be on the lookout for, for that. It's really cool to see that coming yeah. along with albums. Or Talking about your uh, newest EP a little bit. Um, Creating and dropping an EP in a time like this um, must be uh, very uncertain, to say the least, um, seeing as a lot of even bigger artists are putting off their release dates for their full-length albums, basically left and right. Um, and I was wondering if you had any uncertainties about releasing the EP in a time like this and yeah, it's actually um, been on my mind a lot. So uh, the reason Ornate is out now actually is because um, the original plan for Uncommon Records this year was to put out um, a record called White Horse uh, from a side group of mine called White Horse. Uh, and that group is myself and Gaja from Acid Rain and Project Load. And, um, you know, we finally got the record finished um, it's mixed, mastered. It was. Uh, it's. It's actually being pressed up on vinyl right now, and um, because of the events that are going on, there's there's a couple of ways to think about putting out vinyl right now. Because I'm also a label owner, so I have to think of it as a business person and as a as an ethical person. And right, you know. So with White Horse, um, you know, being what was originally planned for the spring as a vinyl release. I had to reconsider that. Um, I had to think about two things at the same time, which is one, how can I realistically try to market and promote a $25 piece of music at a time when people are being laid off from their jobs, people are sick, people are worried about their family, people are trying to save money. That's just rude and insensitive. On the other hand of it, as a business person, 
if I put out something on vinyl right now in the midst of all this, I'm not going to get the coverage that I would get under normal circumstances. And when you're talking about something pressed on vinyl, you're talking about a large investment, you know, um, this doesn't, they don't press the records for free, you know? So, um, you have to kind of be right. smart with yourself and you have to also be a decent person too. And, and I think that both of those things tied into uncommon records, shuffling some of the releases. So ornate, as an EP was always planned to be a digital release. And I was probably gonna put it out in like June or something, um, you know, after, you know, sort of as like a nice follow-up and like to keep things rolling as the, as the White Horse Project built. And, um, you know, when Corona came about, I just was like, you know, the only way to really provide people with music that wanna hear it in, in, an, in an ethical way is to provide it digitally. And so I actually decided that I wanted to make a bigger push with some of the digital releases that were planned for later on this year, like Ornate, um, we're doing a White Horse single, um, you know, instead of the album right now. Um, we're gonna do a, a Guillotine Crowns um, collection of sort of like some of our best hits, that's me and Short Fuse, um, along with some new stuff. And that's gonna be digital in the summer. And then we'll just play things out and see where they go in terms of, you know, physical records being pressed and, and where that can be, you know, I mean, to the other point, like logistics are, are really all over the place now too. And, um, you know, my records at Uncommon Records get pressed physically in um, uh, the Czech Republic. And so, um, you know, when you're talking about the business of music, you know, I had to check in with my manufacturer, which is a, a US based company, and they were like, you know, we can get this to you, but the prices on air freight have been completely jacked. So if you want it to be the original shipping price, you're probably gonna have to ship it by sea. And so as we sit here today, the the White Horse album on vinyl is, is on a boat somewhere, <laughs> you know, in 2020, Jesus, that's just the reality. It's, it's on a boat. I, I'm told that the boat is, is docking or about to dock in New York. And, um, you know, how it gets to my door from that point, I don't even know, you know? So like, um, because their warehouse has to be open. So like, there's a lot of like things going on behind the scenes, you know, I, I would just say first and foremost, you know, putting out a record right now, you know, if you're serious about music, you know, you're trying to do promotion. You know what I mean? You're trying to, to reach out and get people to cover this. Right. So if it's a vinyl release and I'm writing people incessantly, which I have to do because I do my own PR, you know, um, it's just rude. You know, like there's more important things going <laughs> on than, than my fucking shit that I'm trying to push right now. And, um, I just, I don't want to be in that situation. I don't like doing my own PR to begin with. I, I hate writing um, and asking for stuff all the time, which is what doing PR is. Um, I feel that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's already frustrating. And like at this point, like if I was that person being written, like I'd be like, fuck off, you know, like there's something more important right. going on. And so like to answer your question more directly, like ornate was just, you know, ready and it was going to come out probably in early summer. And I was just like, this is the way that I should put stuff out. You know, like I should, I should, the digital stuff that's in the queue for Uncommon Records, that's what I'm going to put out now. And 
and try to get this rolling to, you know, because I don't want to not put out music. I mean, people do need music. You know, uh, fans of mine want to hear my music. Maybe other people don't. But, you know, there's, there's other music out there. Like, I'm not suggesting that artists should stop making art or stop releasing it. I'm just saying, you know, looking out for your own interests and looking out for, for the decency of, of how you have to promote a record. I just don't think it's the right time to have a heavy investment in a physical piece of music right now. It's just the reality of the world. That's fucking fair enough, honestly. That's, I mean, it's cool that you still have, despite all of the uncertainty and everything, new shit coming down the pipe. That's, that's super fucking cool. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of finishing a bunch of projects um, in, a, in a twisted way. It's actually given me some time to catch up because I, I record a lot faster than I can actually mix and master. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Obviously. So, um, and another thing I just wanted to say, uh, just as a heads up, like, you know, ornate and everything in uncommon records, digital catalog on our band campus is free for download right now. And, um, you know, basically the reason that I wanted to do that is because if you are at a point now where you can't afford to even maintain a Spotify account or maintain an Apple music account, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to hear the music if you want to. So um, all the stuff in our bank which is legacy of, you know, 15 years worth of music uh, plus ornate, like that's all free for download. There's to pay what you want there. But um, really what you want to do is just grab it and, and listen to it, do what you want with it. And then of course it's on streaming services, you know, uh, as everything is. Hell yeah, dude. All right. I got, one last question and then we can wrap up um your track voided which appeared on the uh anthony fantano charity lp uh ian and i were curious how that came about because the majority of what we do on our uh our episodes is talk about the new albums that come out and give our thoughts and opinions on them and of course there's nobody better at doing that than anthony fantano so when his charity record came out we were all over your track on that. So I just wanted to ask about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I made that song shortly after uh, Rid the Night was finished. Um, you know, I just had like, I had those thoughts in my head to kind of express. And uh, it was just one of those days where it's a really good time to be a person that knows how to make beats and can write and has a studio in their house. So I just went downstairs and, well, not downstairs, what am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> I, live in a, I live in an apartment. Um, but I went into the studio and, um, you know, made the song. And, and, and I had it, actually, uh, for a couple of months. I didn't really know what to do with it. And um, then when I was approached to do that record, uh, to be a part of that record, I was just like, this is perfect. I have a fully mixed, fleshed out song um, that I think fits the bill of, of what they're trying to do. And, uh, you know, I submitted that one and they liked it and the rest is history. That's awesome. That's super fucking sick, man. Word. Well, we're so glad that you were able to take the time and come on with us. And, you know, if things, things straighten out, hopefully this will be a follow-up that will be in person at some point. That is, that would be ideal. So yeah, uh, for sure. We're really looking forward to that. Ian and I are uh, based north of Baltimore. So if you find yourself performing Baltimore, DC, 
Um, obviously we're following your movements, but we'll definitely see you there. So we're super excited yeah. about that. Yeah, for sure. I've been down there a couple of times, uh, a grip of times, like, a got DC and Baltimore probably played more than anywhere else in the country. So, uh, I like both of those places. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for taking the time, man. I, it's really, really awesome. We've been following for a while, so it's so cool that this could happen. Word, man. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Just that it was super fucking cool talking to you. Um, and I was really excited about your EP and everything. It's super awesome that you've still got new stuff coming out and, um, Power to you, man. Seriously, power to you. Or Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you both. Stay safe as well, of course. Yeah, man. You guys too. Absolutely. So, uh, I guess with that, thank, thank you all you for, for listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Sound Audits. You can follow... Mr. Uncommon NASA on Instagram. You can check out our donation link at the link in our podcast description uh, or the link in our Instagram bio. Also, go check out all of Uncommon NASA's work um, on Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, wherever you listen to music. Go listen to it. It's worth it. I promise you. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter because Ian is actually going to get super active on Twitter in the upcoming... Going to try upcoming, to. Upcoming, no, you will. Yeah, I will. You will. Do or do not, my sir. You will. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We have new episodes coming out every Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. Be on the lookout for additional material because we might be getting around to uploading more frequently. Who knows? I don't I don't know if we'll find the spare time in between all of the fucking homework that we're getting. But um, first word problems. Thank you all for listening. Please stay safe. Continue to stay safe. Um, and we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Peace out.